Happy New Year and welcome to episode 50 of Wing Sauce, the Jonas Gustafson edition. Um, yeah, because there's no one else that was 50. So um, we're halfway to 100, boys. Um, we actually are one year in for Wing Sauce. One year anniversary is uh, coming up on Tuesday, the 5th. So uh, happy anniversary, boys. Happy New Year. And uh, how are we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Got a little bit of snow here. Nothing serious. Um, supposed to snow all day, but I guess that's not going to happen. So nothing too serious. Connor, how are you, bud? I'm good. Yeah, we got some snow over here. Um, you know, glad it's it's in the new year. This is going to be a, I guess it can't get worse. I'm hoping I'm knocking on wood right now. So nobody shoot me if it does. But um, <laughs> I'm only seeing some some progress here. We got hockey very soon. We've already been watching some hockey with juniors. So I mean, oh, yeah. getting a, even seeing I'm on like scrolling through Twitter and stuff. And, you know, watching the Red Wings start tweeting out some videos and of them on the ice and looking at just different breakdowns. And I don't know, it's, it's good. And the more I look at the divisions, the more I see just fun hockey being played in an all out sprint to get to the playoffs. Hockey is back. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's, it's a good feeling. And knowing that we only have what, what do we have? Probably just, just over a week. Yeah. Not days, I guess. 11 days. So 10 days, 10 days, the 13th. The thirteenth, yes, sir. So, uh, but yeah, we're fourteenth for us, though. Just, just full disclosure for for the wings, yes. But I will be, I'll be watching every single game that I can on the thirteenth. Absolutely. Um, but we do not, have a, not taking that for granted again, right? Absolutely not. Um, but we have a ton of stuff to talk about, boys, and not even uh, we should we should first off mention who we who we have as our guest that's going to be joining us a little bit later. We had Jake Smith who is a um, he's in his fourth year at MSU. Again, we talked about coming off a big win at Notre Dame. Very, very happy about that. But, um, but yeah, he's played at plays at MSU. He's also a um, little fun fact. He is the nephew of uh, assistant coach legend, Barry Smith, assistant coach to, to Scotty Bowman. So we have him coming on a little bit later. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, actually, after the interview, we'll we'll kind of give our, our our thoughts about that. But today we have a big episode. We have uh, division winners. We have the Dark Horse Stanley Cup prediction and our ass tattoo team of the year. But before we get to any of that, guys, I just wanted to mention a little bit about uh, World Juniors because with a win over Slovakia, five to two win over Slovakia, the United States will face off against Finland. And Canada will be facing off against Russia. Since this episode releases on Monday the 4th, these games will be played uh, at, will be tonight, uh, Canada at Russia, 6 p.m. Eastern, and Finland, USA, 9.30 Eastern. So, Tyler, on that Russian game, they played Germany the game before. Yeah. And I was actually very pleased with how Germany came out and played. It was a 2-1 win. Uh, Russia beat Germany. But, I mean... Germany played great for for the lack of uh, for the lack of their roster, if you will. I mean, they they didn't look bad. They held it tight. They only had that one blowout with Canada early up in the um, I guess it was like the round robin round, essentially. Right. But ever since then, they they've been playing some great hockey. So it, it was good to see them play. Um, tough tough uh, loss for them, but overall, they should be very pleased with how they played at the World Juniors. Yeah, and and Tim Stutzla is looking phenomenal. Oh yeah. I mean, what did you guys notice the uh, the turtlenecks that both the coaches were wearing for Germany? I I did see I did that. I, I was I kind of not. I was kind of confused by that, but whatever. Both of them rocking straight up turtlenecks, uh, and it wasn't just one game; it was every game. Those, I guess so. Euro- European style is a lot different. Well, shit, then you look at the Russian bench. You look at the Russian bench though, and they're all wearing these suits with the 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 Russian like flag crest on it. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. They can't smile. <laughs> I, Anytime I picture Russia, I just picture them in like like all all red tracksuits. Right. I don't know why, but that's just how I picture them. But um but yeah, I I think that this has been it was a little bit of a a heartbreaking loss for for Sweden uh last night. They were up to nothing and um they uh that was that was just pretty heartbreaking. Oh yeah, it's it's looking great for the wings. Um, I mean, 
that line with Niederbach, Raymond, and Soderblom. They did the same exact thing. We talked about the between the legs goal. And um, it's it was the same exact sequence. Raymond to Soderblom in front of the net through the legs in. Can does anyone try to cover that guy? I I swear. I mean, at first I was thinking. You know, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh wow, that's a sweet play. I mean, with how big he is, I can only imagine how often they practice that in in uh, you know in practice when they're you know doing the power play, uh, just the different plays that they want to run in the power play. Like he's so big, he sticks his ass out there. He he can catch the puck be, like past the goal line or like at the bottom of the circle and do it between the legs, and it goes you know top shelf on the on the far side. Is not much you can do on that, dude. If you're a defenseman, that's a nightmare to cover a guy like that in front. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, imagine a guy like Tory Krug, as skilled as he is, he's a small guy. Imagine him trying to cover that guy in front of the net. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's a tree. Yeah, uh, he is a big boy. And one one thing to take note of, and not to be like a pessimist person, but I'm hoping all this translates to you know the other leagues they play in. It's of not course. just like the one sample size. Of just because you know with World Juniors, they're talking about it. You know, it is very competitive hockey, but it's not it's the not NHL, NHL, not the AHL, it's not the DEL, it's not the SHL, right? I mean, th- those are still they're, they're quality leagues, but you're also playing 16 year olds when you're 20. Yeah, they're they're so. kids, absolutely. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. It's just exciting to see oh, that, that you know that these guys are uh, obviously playing well against against people their own age and um and just I, have I, talent. it's not your generic it's not your generic you know go down score you know they, they're actually performing plays they're doing things on the ice that you're like oh wow you take notice of it no so i agree with you tyler i was just you know just making point of that yeah absolutely and i mean honestly guys all of these all these young bucks in the uh, world juniors they're all fighting for nhl jobs and since it's the new year a lot of other people will be doing the same and you know who they better use? Our partners at Resume Rescue. If you want honesty in your job search, the Resume Rescue is the company for you. They are a career services company dedicated to helping all professionals find work from resume reviews, interview preparation, LinkedIn one-on-ones, business branding, everything. All of your needs will be met. Call Angela for a free consultation today at 248 206 Six three zero, or visit theresumerescue.com. Moving on. Um, but yeah, guys, did you see that, that fake pass from Lucas Raymond and then just snipe? Oh yeah. Yeah. That is something that, uh, you, you can't really practice. Like he fully believed, I think personally that when he started that play, he was going to make that pass and something got taken away. Cause that fake was so good that, he like there's no way that you you're able to do that without meaning to pass which sometimes those are the best fakes like you you don't realize it until you're doing it yeah um, in an absolute snipe that was that was crazy that was fun to watch i think the whole hockey world was watching that too which is also good because you get to see raymond you get to see you know red wings prospect and get the buzz going so that was awesome definitely yeah it was it was definitely nice to see um i mean I, part of me thinks that do you think that that was just a last minute decision or a last second decision? I should say, um, because it looked like, I mean, he had everyone bought in, even the cameraman that he was going to pass it. And then at the last second, just decided to, to snipe it. He had the goalie faked everyone. Yeah, so I, do you think that I was do. planned or? No, I mean, I think, so there's a lot of plays like that. You can even see it in like running backs in the NFL. I mean, these guys are so agile and they're so they so got that, quick that quick their twitch either muscles or that, that quick twitch muscles. They, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say like, Oh yeah, he was for sure passing it. And then, and then didn't, but it happens all the time where those big fakes, those big wide fakes, or you change the blade and it looks like you're passing it. You fake the goalie out because of your stick angle. Like those are, you know, Datsuk was known for doing stuff like that. You know, right. just it's all hands and it's all ankles, which changes everything. And, um, you know, so I, I think that it it probably was something that he was going to 100% pass and, the, and an angle got cut off by a stick and he pulled it back uh, and he's able to do that because of his ankles and because of his hands. Uh, and then he, then he snipped it. So, I mean, I'm watching that clip over and over again. It's just, he opens up, he opens up one point to look, to open up that pass and then just switches it quick to the tone, just flings it. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh. 
it was it was definitely a, a sigh of relief to to see that, especially after he went into the boards weird, very, very awkwardly early on in the in the tournament. So it's good to see that he's bounced back and uh glad to see it's not bothering him at all. So um but yeah, other than that, guys, I mean, could could we possibly see a I mean, I guess I'll I'll give my opinion. I think we're going to see um a, U, a USA and, and Canada final. What do you guys think? I hope so. I yeah, I um, I hope so too. <laughs> on the Russian note, I had a couple notes about Askarov. Uh he it looks like he's having some issues glove side top shelf as far as stopping those shots. He's had a couple like that went in in that specific area. Also, um on Askarov seems like he's can't hold on to a stick. Six step setup though. I mean, when you look at yeah. him, that's exactly what you think of. I think Tyler, you mentioned it, the all red jumpsuit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that guy got rushing down to a T. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But he just needs to hold on to a stick and maybe go top shelf. But uh, if he does that, I, I can see Canada having a little trouble with Russia, but I agree, Tyler, if not, then I think Canada is a powerhouse when it comes to scoring. So. Yeah. And, and no, no disrespect to Finland. I just think that, you know, when, when you see, when you put two and two together, it, it looks like they might be a little out, outmatched when it comes to playing the United States, Trevor Zegras, Cole Caulfield. I mean, these guys are having a hell of a tournament right now. I mean, Zegras alone. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, what, what is he one point away from tying Mike Medano? Yeah. And I think he's, uh, Two points away from, Ronick from tying Ronick. Yeah, yeah. So he what does he have? Like fourteen or fifteen points already? Fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's insane. It's <laughs> what a tear. It, it, I I'm excited to see what he can do for the Ducks. I mean, it's kind of it blows that he they went to the Ducks, but uh, it's going to be a huge piece for them to use to to build around because they're a team that that desperately needs a player like that. Oh yeah, hundred yep. percent. I mean they're. We can we can jump right into the visions. Yeah, let's yeah, no. let's let's do it. Uh, how do, how do we want to do this, guys? Do we want to go um, like we'll start off with the north? We'll all give our predictions, then so on and so forth, like that. Yeah, we'll just kind of do northwest, central, east. Um, if we want to dive into like any specifics, we can. But okay, otherwise we'll keep moving. All right, who wants to kick it off with uh, with the north? I'm north. about north. Uh, I'm 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 thinking. Calgary might surprise everybody. Um, I was kind of back and forth between them. Um, you know, you always have Toronto, uh, Vancouver. Those are always like, you know, talks about Edmonton was up there too. But I think Calgary is going to surprise people this year. They're a pretty quality team. They look good last year in the playoffs. So I'm thinking they're going to actually pull through, especially with the shortened season. Okay. I, I had Calgary too. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, like you mentioned, Toronto's there. But Calgary, Toronto, Edmonton, like the – I can just see an all-out war with uh, with Canada, and I'm excited to watch. Like the more I look at that division, and I know we talked about it in the beginning when the first divisions came out, where we're like, "What is going on in Canada?" I'm really excited to watch this. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are on similar playing fields. Yeah, there's some there's some snooze fests, I'm sure, like with any other division. But um, I, I'm really excited to watch this. I think Calgary ends up taking it. I think they're built for a hard-fought divisional, you know, season playing all these other hard fought teams, but um, they, they seem like they have a good team that could have a playoff push as well. They have, they have enough grit there um, obviously. And then I think they have enough skill to really take it. So that's my pick too. All right. Well, you guys picked Calgary. I'm choosing the other side of the uh, battle of Alberta with mm. Edmonton taking the North. And the reason why, I mean, I, I could see exactly what you guys were talking about. I struggled with this one a little bit too. Um, but I actually was in between Toronto and, and Edmonton oh, God. Um, and strictly because of the star power they have up front. It had nothing to do with their goaltending. I think that a lot of these games that Edmonton, Toronto, I think that just a lot of the, the North division, there are going to be a lot of high scoring games, like, you know, five, four games, six, five games. Um, it, when you, when you look at Edmonton, compared to anyone else this is why i chose them is just because they have they have that star power up front even though they may not have the strongest goaltending um i still think that their star power up front is way better than anyone else in that division so. i i mean I, I agree it is i i think that um you're, i think toronto is right up there when you talk about star power and if you had them both on paper that's a tough decision so maybe that's why you were breaking those two down mm-hmm uh, I definitely agree. I mean, that is that is tough to pick because I don't think there's a clear favorite in that 
division. Um, the three teams that we talked about are right there. I just, you know, I, I think it's going to come down to a little bit of that grit factor. Uh, and, and if Edmonton can, can get a little gritty more than what they originally have been for over the past couple of years. Now they've had a few here and there, but um, if they can do that, then I think there's, there's no doubt they're, they're right there. Well, and so the, one of the reasons why I didn't choose Calgary, cause I, I had them up there in, in the top three. Um, I, I saw something that uh, Travis Hamanick might be going to uh, might be going to Vancouver on a, on a PTO. So that would be a that would be a big piece to their defense to their decor that would be gone and a huge piece to their power play. So I don't think that he's I, I don't know who who's to say he he's not that integral, but still it's it's a large piece that's missing. Oh, he, he eats up ice time. He's on special teams for sure. All right, well, spend enough time. Unless Dustin, do you have a point? No, nope. I'm good. Let's move to the West. All right, go ahead, Dustin. Well, you already know who I picked. Yep, <laughs> they're gonna win. No they're gonna win. This- they're going to win. I'm telling you. The Knights for everybody listening. Is, uh... Yeah. <laughs> they're going to win it, boys. I'm telling you. They, they're, they're a quality team. They're gritty. Um, I feel like every time they get so fucking close, but yeah, it's so far away. Like they just get to like, you know, the, like the semifinals or quarterfinals or what have you, and they just shit the bed. I, I, I don't know. But I think they're going to win the division. They, they're quality. Um, the only team I think they may have some issues with, uh, Anaheim's going to look good this year. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, St. Louis, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of up in the air on them. I'm not sure how well they're going to look uh, moving into this next season. All right. I am surprised that. Well, I'm not surprised in your pick. I mean, I I have uh, I have Colorado as mine. Okay. Yeah, um, that's a good I, one. I think that's who they're probably going to have the most trouble with. When I talk about when you said Vegas, I thought you were going to jump to Colorado. Um, they kind of have a similar feel to them, where they can play really gritty. They they have the strength up there, but they also have. You know, probably the uh, is this a stretch to say he's the second best player in the NHL is McKinnon. Um, I don't think that would be unheard of. I think he's right there with McDavid, um, with Ranton in there being that grittiness. Cal McCarr, uh, Landis Kadri is also that that rat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've been there for a few years now, and I think that they have enough. First of all, depth, but then they have enough experience now, which I think they were lacking the past couple of years. So. It's an interesting season, though, being short and you know a little bit weird. So that'll always play a factor. But that's my pick is Colorado. Yeah, I, I don't I, hate it. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off that, and I I didn't have any issue with this. I think that it's going to be a, a two horse race in this in this division. I think Colorado and Vegas will only be separated by a couple points. I don't think that Agreed. I don't think there's going to be a, a clear runaway winner like there will be with with other uh, divisions, mm-hmm. but. Um, but yeah, Colorado, I think they'll edge them out. I think that Vegas, Dustin, I, I think you're onto something. I think that uh, it's, you know, their their first year, they came into the league and really made a statement. Their second year, they regressed and and uh, even even this year, you know, didn't live up to the expectation as well. But um, I mean, they they have a great core, and you know, maybe maybe that's just what they need. They they don't want to be division winners, uh, kind of like um, well. I shouldn't say they don't want to be division winners. Everyone would like to be, but it's just an extra, it's just an extra pressure to hold over your head going into playoffs. So I do think that they'll do well in playoffs. I just don't think that they'll win the, uh, the division. Hey, I, I'm excited to see the winner um, flurry combo next year. I yeah. think that works real well for them in the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a, a very quality goaltending uh, moving forward for the next 56 games that we see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's a good play for them to have two goalies that can step in and have experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's a great tandem. Moving on to the Central, Dustin, kick it off. Detroit. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking the Stanley Cup champs are going to come back and uh, kick some ass. They didn't really lose too, too much. Uh, only thing, uh, Kucherov, he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, big of a, how big of an issue is that going to be? I Huge. I don't know. You think so? You think it's going to be huge, uh, Connor? You think it's going to be a point where that's going to uh, decide that they're not going to be a, a, a playoff contention team? Well, I'll go to mine. I picked Tampa Bay, and so I, I don't really have too much to say on that. It's tough to pick a Stanley Cup, um, pick them to win the Stanley Cup. I, that's where I think it's huge, um, but they're going to be right there. I mean, I don't have too much to say on them. Kucherov, that, that's a, one of the best players in the league. Tampa Bay is the best team, I think, in the league still, uh, but that's a that's a, that's a big 
those are big shoes to fill, and I don't know if they can oh, yeah. really fill them up. So, but anyway, I'm I'm right with you. I think Tampa Bay wins this pretty decisively. Yep, I I think that that's a clear sweep across the board. Um, I I chose Tampa as well, and I didn't have any issue with it. Yeah, like Kucherov is out for the season. Um, that I think that sucks, but I think that they're so deep up front, it doesn't matter because Agreed. you you had you know they they miss Stamkos, their their captain, uh, all all playoffs and um, for a big chunk of last year. So I, they were still able to do that. And if, if Stamkos is healthy, he comes back, he's going to fill in that position that Kucherov is, is missing. So uh, I don't think that that's going to be an issue for them. Tampa, Tampa is going to be the clear winner. So real quick, while we're in the central division, um, how do you think the Canes are going to look just out of curiosity? Um, They're always like a decent team. They're never, they're never like up there, super contention, but uh, they always have a a good quality team. So I'm kind of curious to see if that's, I'm going to talk about that later. Um, Okay. But yeah, I agree. And um, we're going to talk about some dark horse teams. And I think that's definitely one of them without giving too much out. Yeah. And, and Dustin, I'm just to, add to that i would say that they're kind of in a similar boat as toronto where they're gonna have a goaltending issue um i i think i think Morazic and reimer you know with with them being the tandem they have I, a, I they have a first line but yeah I, but I'm not sure. not a, a starter I, I just don't think he's a french starter i don't think he's even tricky. reimer I, they're very tricky, tricky. yeah so yeah. that that's my only issue, but we don't have to spend too much time on that. As Connor said, we could talk about that when we bring up the dark horses. But um, go ahead and, and give us your pick for the East. East, uh, I think we're all in in the same boat. Super super difficult to pick out one team. Um, they're all very a lot of similar. changes. A lot of yeah, changes. a lot of changes. I mean, bo- uh, apparently Washington just buys up Boston's old players. That seems to be a trend. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, on the old. All right. Same for the any old player. Send him to Washington. Washington's looking for him. Um, no offense, Chara, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Honestly, boys, I'm I'm still kind of in between. Do you want me to give you mine? No, because then I'm just gonna ta- I'm just gonna cheat. I'm just gonna cheat and take yours. I'm just gonna t- I'm just gonna close my eyes and pick one. We're gonna go with uh, not that one. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm gonna go with the Rangers. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, that's Aaron. you. You said that you um, you kind of closed your eyes and picked one, so I won't. I won't question you too much on it. I mean, like you said, we we talked about it before we even hopped on. I so I took some notes before just my teams and my picks and all that stuff before we jumped on. In the only spot that I didn't have anything picked was when we talked about the East because I was like, that's going to be a game time decision. Um, what is my deciding factor is that I like I like a few of those teams. I think this is going to be a battle. Um, but what decided it for me is that I lived in the city for a couple of years in, in Philadelphia. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Philly on this. I don't think that's a strange pick. I think that they past couple years, they've looked really good and strong had, goalie. Young goalie. finally have a strong goalie. I think that's their only weak spot they had before him. You know, they've had these other teams that look great and their goalie has been the weak spot. Now they have this, this stud, um, I think they've they've had some crazy long stretches of uh, like winning streaks and but they've been cold too. So if they can be hot in a shortened season, there isn't the sky's the limit for them. Okay, yeah, I I don't hate that pick. I mean, um, I I like I like Giroux. I like um, I hate gritty gritty asshole. <laughs> yeah, gritty gritty's the only person I really dislike on. And that's on Connor's that favorite player. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I like um I I like their core group. Airbnb, yeah. Nolan, Nolan Patrick, Carter Hart, Victoria, yeah. I just feel like I feel like Philadelphia is kind of like an older team. Like every time I see them play, this kind of reminds me of '90s hockey for some reason. Yeah, and they're but they're not if you watch them. I mean, I agree with that. Every time they're on TV, I see the colors of the orange, the black, and the white, and I'm like, all right, I'm waiting for something to happen. But then when I actually watch them, they're an exciting team. Um, they don't have any crazy superstar really, but they do have some star power there. And I think that, you know, Carter Hart is really that if he has a good season, he, he's going to carry them a long way because of how deep they are. They, they have, they have a season like that. Oh yeah. He's, sure. he's young too. How old is he? Oh, he's gotta be like, is he not 22. even 22, is he, yeah. say under 25 for sure. Yeah. I was like, that kid's so young and he's been playing so good for them. So, I mean, honestly, I agree with you, Connor. If, if he keeps on playing like he is, that's a strong base to build around. They're really lucky that he's been able to play a couple of years now. Right? Is this his third year? 
I think so. He played a full season last year how, or whatever full season was, but then he started or he didn't start the year before that. So I think it's a, it was important that he's had some experience now and this isn't his first year coming in with this pretty good team. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, um, I, I think that Carter Hart is going to be a huge piece to them this year, but the only, the only thing with that is he needs help on the back end. I think that out of, out of their division last year, I think that he was the goalie that faced the most shots, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I mean, you just, you can only take a, a barrage of shots so many mm-hmm. times and you know, he, he can't, the water, the wall can only hold so much water. So, um, but yeah, that's, I, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty good pick. I struggled with this one. I, I think everyone did, as you mentioned before, Dustin, um, you know, when you look at, who you'd think would be a heavyweight Boston. They, you know, Tuka Rask is kind of not there anymore. Uh, well, he's there, but you know, maybe not mentally, but um, well, even men- not even mentally Tyler, just like in the fact that Tuka Rask is getting old. I mean, he's not, yeah. he's not the spry goalie that we once watched back in the, back in the day. Right. Well that, so that's not even the, the biggest reason why I'm not choosing Boston. You know, obviously they're, they're pretty, they're pretty top heavy, but they lost uh, Chara and they lost Krug. Those are huge pieces to their to their decor and to their power play. So I I just I, I can't. I think Grizzlick is is on their on their starting defense and sure he he might pan out well for them later on. I just I don't see it for this year. My my pick is the Washington Capitals. The only thing that I had an issue with is their goaltending now that they have Lundqvist they have to they have to search for a strong backup I do think that Ilya Samsonov is a young strong goaltender I I I look at their yeah Lundqvist is out Lundqvist is out Lundqvist is retired oh I I, what what did I say I said Ilya Samsonov right oh yeah yeah. but you you led with Lundqvist so they only have one goalie right now yeah, no, I thought you were saying that he's a that they have a backup, but I think gotcha. I, I think I understood what you're saying. You worded it in a way that I thought you still thought Lundqvist was there. But no, no, no. I'm I'm saying I, I I apologize. So yeah, let me rephrase. Now that Lundqvist is out of the picture, they need to they need to Got search it. for a strong backup, and I do think that Ilya Samsonov is a is a great starter. He's a good young starter for them, but they need someone who's going to be able to you know give him some nights off. So. um when when I was looking at this lineup, guys, I mean, all all the way up to their first their first three lines are pretty deep. Um, I mean, you have a, a first line of Ovi, Kuznetsov, and Tom Wilson. Second line is Verana, Backstrom, and Oshie. Third line is Haglin, Lars Eller, and Connor Sheary. That's a pretty strong lineup right there. And even for defense, you have Chara, who's on the third line with Nick Jensen. And their first line is John Carlson, who... Um, I mean, if memory serves, he, did he win the Norris last year? I don't know. Uh, well, someone please fact check me. Cause I really hope that <laughs> he did. Anyway, <laughs> he's really damn good. And if he didn't win it, he should have. Um, but he's paired up with Brendan Dillon, not the strongest guy, but I do think that Carlson's going to make him look better. Uh, Roman Yossi. Ah, well, he was a close second. <laughs> he wasn't even in there. So, he wasn't so, even there. Shut up, so, Tyler. <laughs> so memory, memory did not serve on this one. But um, all right, well, I'll just take the L on that one. But uh, <laughs> but Washington, I think will will come out on top, and and this is going to be a division again. I don't think that anyone's going to run away with this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be difficult. So, uh, but yeah, those are our division winners. Do we want to move on into the dark horse? Yeah, that's fine. All right, we'll we'll keep it the same. Dustin, you can go ahead and kick that one off. Yeah. Was it dark horses or horse? Dark horse. Dark horse. horses. No, I have I have two. I know I do too. That's you, like, you can you can have multiple. Well, it was just like we were talking about earlier, right? That that central division, the east division, it's hard they, they to have pick some this one. It is. It yeah. is. Um I brought up Carolina just because that that's Carolina and Columbus, I'm kind of in between. They both are have quality players. Um I just feel like they don't they don't get as much recognition as they should. They, I mean, they, they usually make it the playoffs every year, but you don't really hear about them until the playoffs come. Right. Um, 
So th- those are between the two. I'm gonna say Columbus. Um, I think they're gonna be surprising everybody this year, per usual. Um, we're gonna see them somewhere in the top of the division, and then I wouldn't be surprised to see them with a decent little playoff run. All right. No, I I, I could see that. Um, I we talked about Carolina already. I think we're probably all in agreement there that Carolina past couple years even so and probably moving forward a little bit too they're probably always going to stay in that category i don't think they're ever going to be the favorite just because of the market that's what i um, say is the market if they're so if they're good they're going to be a dark horse they're kind of similar to dallas like for instance dallas is a great team this year we haven't even talked about them um so i mean i think dallas would be better than carolina but anyway that's beside the point my other i actually probably have two other ones one of them is a real dark horse where i think they can make a good impact on the league um, that being the Islanders. Hmm. I think the Islanders, they're another team that kind of gets forgotten about. They go on big runs. Um, they've cleaned up a few of their their holes. Um, so I, I think they're in a good spot. I, I think that that's another team for me when I was looking at the divisional breakdowns. I didn't really know where to put them. Um, so I'm going to throw them in the, because I didn't know where to put them, I'm going to throw them in the dark horse category. The other team that I was going to think about um, was Buffalo. And I say Buffalo is not really a dark horse because I don't think they're going to be good enough to be at the top of the league. But when you look at their top, even their top six forwards anyway, with um, with Skinner and Eichel and, and Sam Reinhardt and and who and they signed Taylor Hall in the offseason too. I mean, those, mm-hmm. those are those are really you know great players, and they got another team with a goaltending issue though. Exactly, and, that, and that's the only reason why I didn't because I actually like their. First of all, they're top six, obviously. I just talked about that. But even their defensemen, they have some good D. Um, but their goalies, right? That that's a huge if they if they could just go out and get get somebody, I know like that's so easy to say, because we've already talked about like five teams that need a goalie. But man, they would be they'd be in a great spot if they could just get a goalie and feel comfortable in the back end. And that's and that's one thing kind of I was just thinking about how many people teams take a goalie as like a, a, an underrated piece. Um you always talk about centers. You always talk about defensemen, but very rarely do you hear about like goalies. Um, and the reason kinda- why, yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say the reason why is because it's so difficult to, when, when you get a goalie, it's very, it's, it's easier to trade for a, a goalie that's well-established than to draft one. So uh, that, that's why I, I think that people have the, the biggest issue. Who is their goal? I was trying to think of. I thought they got like a new goalie. Or... If Carter Hutton and uh, give me one second, I have. Yeah, no, it's Linus Olmark. Yeah, is that? Yeah, okay, but that is like he is a question mark though. From if, if like he hasn't really played any games in the NHL, but he he's got some great. Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but he's got some great potential i guess i'll say um from what i've been reading anyway like that is a question mark and that's kind of why you know there's a question mark on the on the backside with the goalie but that's kind of what puts you in that dark horse category it's like hey you you could see them if things plant you know pan out perfectly i don't i wouldn't be surprised to see them end up high in the rankings yeah yeah well my my dark horse team uh i think that you know some players may not fly under the radar on this team, but I believe that the entire team will. And I chose the Vancouver Canucks because, you know, when when they lost Jacob Markstrom as their as their starting goalie, you know, everyone was kind of thinking, where is this team heading? What direction are are they going here? They signed uh, Braden Holpe, which obviously is a he's a little bit stronger of a goaltending candidate than Jacob Markstrom, uh, but I. I can see with this lineup, I can see them, especially being in an all Canadian division with, you know, superstars like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, uh, you know, Dreisaitl, McDavid, all those guys. I don't feel like the, the Canucks will, will get the recognition that they deserve. And I do think that they, they have potential to surprise a lot of people this year. Elias Pettersson alone, him, Bo Horvat. Brock Besser, Jake Vertanen, all those guys. Quinn Hughes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I think that they have potential to surprise a lot of people. And uh, I, I think that, I mean, I wouldn't even be shocked if they made a run at the at the top of the North too. So, well. Yeah, I can see that. 
for sure. There, there's a lot of dark horse teams there, and I think that's part of why it was so difficult to yeah. first off, you know, figure out what the uh, divisional breakdown is going to be, but then what makes this season exciting. Exactly. So now uh, I, I believe we will move on into the ass tattoo team. Now, for those of you who are newer listeners or you are wondering what the hell an ass tattoo team is. Um, so I made a bet with the guys at the beginning of the playoffs last year for last season that the Montreal Canadiens being the 24th team in a 2014 playoff bracket had absolutely no chance. And if they did win, I would get an ass tattoo of the Montreal Canadiens logo. So this year we decided to add add this as uh, as part of our predictions. So the ass tattoo team means a team that will be in they will be in playoffs or at least in the hunt for playoffs but have absolutely no chance at a cup run. So having said that, um I will kick that off and I chose Nashville. I just feel like you know they're they're getting old. They have UC Soros as as their as their future goaltender. I don't think he's good enough or strong enough, therefore to uh, to bring them bring them all the way to uh, to the cup. Uh, but they're they're an expiring team. They I feel like they had their, their they had their chance in 2017 against against Pittsburgh, and ever since then they've been on the decline. So um, I chose Nashville. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good pick, but you, yeah, you can see them make some strides. Maybe not strides because as they would think that they're like getting better, and I think that they're definitely in the back end of their window, which is probably already closed. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I did look at that team, but I, I feel like they still had enough power to not. Like I don't know if I would be extremely surprised if they made a run, um, and not just like squeaked into the playoffs, but. With how the, the divisions are broke down, I yeah, you're, it's probably unlikely. Um, I can go next if we want to do uh, go the reverse order now. But yeah. I, I I was stuck between two teams, and they're pretty similar um, in my eyes. I think I'm going to go with, or actually, I'll go with my backup team. I was almost going to go with Florida, the Panthers, huh. um, okay. but I'm not. I'm going to go with Arizona and oh. go with the Coyotes. There, I think that this is jokes. What? Said business Yotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that they probably got a little bit worse this offseason. They're the only reason that makes me a little bit nervous is I love their goalie, Darcy Kemper. Um and Ranta, right? Isn't he the he's their, his backup or they're kind of split. But um either way, I mean Taylor Hall leaving, that's a big piece, even though he didn't play great last year with them. Um he still did all right. And then just looking again, looking at the divisions this year. This year's tough. I mean, you got to be a good team to make an impact, and I just don't think that they're good enough. I do think that they're going to be right around that bubble to get in or not, um, but you know, I don't think they will. So, <clears throat> Florida, I was flirting with, um, but also Winnipeg. Just kind of, we talked about it earlier. I just they don't do anything for me. Nor do I feel like they do much in the league. You don't really hear about Winnipeg. I need to check their what, what was their record last year. Anybody know? Before uh, I make a, I feel like they were. I feel like they were sneaky good. Yeah, they were. They were pretty good. I mean, you can't back out now. Um, <laughs> I'm at Winnipeg. I'll get a Winnipeg ass tattoo. I don't give a shit. Winnipeg. I don't they see do. Winnipeg. They do have a sick logo. I wouldn't yeah. be mad about it. I, I mean, they have one of the best goalies in the league. Which, if you have a good goalie, that's kind of what Tyler was riding on last year with the the ass tattoo. Anyway, um, but so it's a similar team to that. I don't know if they have they have good pieces, but yeah, I, I, you're probably safe there, Dustin. I, I, they cannot be; they're not that good when you start comparing them to the top of the league. You hope not, anyways, or otherwise, I guess I'll be getting there. Yeah they 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 finished they finished fourth in the Central Division with eighty points. Oh, I mean, we're good. That's not we're bad. good. Run it. That's not bad, but yeah, that's no. really not bad. <laughs> Run it. Run it. Ass tattoo Winnipeg. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you know, I think that we got some good picks there. We so we got to remember to write these down or keep them somewhere. Tyler does. Tyler writes them down for yeah, us. Okay. No, I he's wrote the, mine down, but it won't he's be the uh, wing sauce historian. It won't be difficult to go back and listen to it. It is on multiple platforms. Um, eh, eh, eh. It's but, really uh, nice. Can I say one thing? It's really nice to not 
hear a bunch of things about like the penguins or anything anymore like knowing that they're back at they, the end they of just signed somebody what's up they just signed john marino oh well I, six just, years. I just mean like for us when we talk about the top end of the league you know imagine 2012 or 2015 even when right. every year it's like oh who's gonna win well pittsburgh you know and now it's I feel like that window is completely closed. I, even though they have Crosby and he's nasty and they have they'll, all. they'll be competitive, but yeah, they won't, they won't, won't make a, won't make that a was awesome in the nineties. Who's going to win the Stanley cup? Red yeah, Wings. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Which it was annoying probably for everybody else besides Red Wings. It was not annoying. It was the best time ever. <laughs> now we need to get back to that. Speaking of Stanley cup boys, uh, we should do predictions for that. Now who's a Stanley Ooh. cup winner. Fuck me. That's should we should we do that now or should we wait for a couple games to play out? Holy shit! I mean, that's that's the kind of the point of a pre preseason prediction. I don't like it, Tyler. All I right, I, I'll go first. I'll give you some time to think about it, Dustin. Um, All right. I initially was uh, was looking at Tampa. I think I even said that when you were talking about them, where I was like, "Hey, they're going to be right there." But that Kuchar, I mean, I keep thinking about that Kucherov. Uh, I don't know for, with him not being there and that injury and. Um, but so anyway, I, I feel like we're going to be on the same page, Connor, but go ahead. All right. The more, the more I talk about it and the more I look at everything and the more I look at the teams, I think Colorado. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And I, and I actually would like that, especially coming from a a wings fan. It's like, oh man, Colorado, like the rivalry, but it's dead. It's It's dead dead now. So it's, it's that I love the team. I think they're super fun. Every time they're on TV, I watch them. They kind of, I don't even know what other team they remind me of. Maybe like a, I don't even know, maybe a Toronto where they're kind of fun to watch offensively in Edmonton just because of McDavid. But I mean, overall, they have such a good team from from top to bottom that I think that it would be bad if they don't win at least a couple cups with this window um, that they probably will have for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's going to be increasingly more and more difficult for, for them to when you talk about a team's window that's closing, we live in a in a world where this league is a total parody. So, um, I mean, it, it's going to be very difficult for them to uh, to win well, any for any team to win a cup. But um, I think that they have the star power to do it. Interesting. Well, I'm just going to go with Vegas then. That's <laughs> that's that's where I feel I, I, they they they've got to come out with it. I mean, I look at the teams; they're all like this year's is going to be so interesting with a shortened season. It's just like shorting down from 82 games i think is huge I, I i wouldn't be surprised if it would be nice to see a shortened season moving forward not 56 games per se but something in between 56 and 82 um so i think we're gonna have some more competitive hockey people aren't gonna be as tired less injuries but yeah vegas i think is gonna hopefully squeak it out and we'll see well that division i mean watching that division play out just from our predictions that's going to be huge so whoever kind of wins that is it's it's going to win 100% the Stanley Cup according to us. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I, so so those are our picks for the division, ass tattoo, dark horse, Stanley Cup, everything. Um and I did mention uh earlier that we were going to have um a guest joining us, uh Jake Smith. That'll actually be for next week. So, uh we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But um so just want to blame Tyler and Connor for that because they talk way too much. I think it's good to use. <laughs> we, we also did ask you if, if, if we could split the episodes and you just decided to record this one anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well you're lucky. I can, just, I can just cut that out. So <laughs> no one have to hear that. Yeah, you do have the control to do so. Um, but so I, I wanted to. So we were talking about how Soderblom um, scored those two goals between the legs that were extremely silky smooth right yep you know what else is silky smooth boys what's that vora underwear i i, I bet you're I, wearing a pair i can't i can't get over it i can't get over it i've uh i have two pairs now and um it's just they're magical you know what i noticed with them um and maybe i'm really weird but i so i my wife and i we drove to philadelphia recently and and came back so we just Anyway, we were in the car for a long time, and I am very particular about the clothes that I wear in the car when I know I'm going for a road trip. You want to uh, be comfy. 
I want to be comfy, but like if I'm, if things are uncomfortable or if things are like riding up or, you know, even like a shirt down to like the pants, socks, everything. Like I think about that because hey, if I'm in the car for nine hours, I'm not about to like be fidgety and moving my pants and underwear and all that different stuff. So I, because I wore Vora before, the, a couple of days before, I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, so I had those washed and um, put them on. And so they're my new uh, road trip car underwear that I'll, that I'll use for any road trip or from going flying somewhere. So I need more pairs because I travel a decent amount. Um, and now I found underwear, which I've been, I've actually been looking for. Now I just need to find some pants and shirts to go along with it. So, you know, Vora, if you want to start making all the other stuff, that'd be great. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. Couldn't agree more. Oh. Nope. Not at all. And, and, and honestly, I'm telling you with that nut pouch, it's so much nicer than having your balls hang down by your, by your kneecaps. Absolutely. Well, that and uh, honestly, I mean, um, when when everyone was saying all the greatest part about these is that, you know, they don't they don't ride up. And it's it's true. I've never had to adjust them. And that's his slogan. Welcome to a life unadjusted. And I'm very happy that I'm part of that life now. Agreed. Me too. Can't beat it. They're, They're so good, guys, that you almost want to wear them, you know, we, we talked about actually when we were done recording last time that you wear them for day one, flip them inside out and go day two. <laughs> there goes the nut pouch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's a sacrifice for day two. Sacrifice <laughs> you're willing to make. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> actually, um, maybe we can bring that idea up to him and you can reversible, you can, reversible. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Is it right, Colin. A fifty percent stake in that. There it's you all, go. Not for much, just fifty percent. The the yeah. wing sauce pair. <laughs> all right, guys. I, I one last thing before we cut. I don't know if you had anything else, but I wanted to ask a question. Um, and I have the schedule up. I just thought this would be fun. Um, who, or I guess, when do you think the Red Wings will get their first win? No, oh, <laughs> is, is that is that bad to ask? No, I don't mind that question. Let me put right. the schedule. I, I have I have mine and who I think it'll be against. It's not good. Um, it better be in the month of January, you asshole. It it is it is. But looking at, like I can see them winning one game and not being like not winning another game till. Hon- honestly, the first game I see them like actually having like a a good chance is on the thirtieth of January. Yeah, well, I, I see. I, I see the I, second. The which one? The- 22nd. I think it's one of those games they get their first win. I'm hoping that it's against Columbus or Carolina, obviously, but I think the realistic shot of them, you know, with the uh, the old school rivalry, just seeing the Red Wings, Blackhawks, they'll get up for it. I mean, one of those two games, they gotta. I think they gotta win. It's 22nd and 20, 24th, but then they go out to play Dallas. Then they're playing Florida, which is good. Then they play I think Tampa. The Wings might be the first to ten losses. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And then I think their next shot is like. I mean, Nashville, I don't know. I mean, they're going to only have a chance against the Blackhawks, not to sound too too bad. The baseball schedule is going to be interesting watching those games, you know, uh, two and twos. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Hey, real quick. So uh, Jared Spurgeon's been named the captain of the Minnesota Wild. Just got announced two minutes ago. Oh, cool. okay. Breaking well, Breaking news. And, and on that, real quick. So on that, I'm sure everyone knows, Eiserman's talked numerous times about naming a captain uh, before this upcoming season. Bargain. It's it's pretty much a given. Um, yeah, I I'll, I'll, I'm curious to see who the A's are. That's the that's the one thing that we've talked about that we're all kind of uncertain of is who's going to get the A next year. Is it going to be you know it's included in my blog? I think it'll be. I think it'll be. Yes, Tyler it is. That's a good plug there. Um, but Very I, good plug. I think it'll uh, it'll tell us a lot where Eiserman's heads at. Whether it's going to be clearly from a leadership position or building for the future. And he sees like these A's and this kind of core group staying for a long time. Um, You know, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I don't think there's a wrong play really. I mean, I'll have my opinion on it, but either way, I'm sure it'll, it'll be fine. I'll just see where his head's at. The one thing I'm excited for is I'm, I'm knowing, not hoping. I know this year we're going to be able to see hockey in person. So, I can't wait till we can actually go to Little Caesars, watch a hockey game. I mean, shit, I'll drive to Columbus, Ohio, and watch a ooh, hockey game. Ooh, another another piece that we need to <clears throat> another say, piece Connor? we need to bring on, Tyler. What Connor say? I said I'll drive to, or was it Lake Tahoe? <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, right, those outside games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no fans can be in attendance for that, unfortunately. Yeah. What? 
Yeah, they already said that. Um, <clears throat> but not if I'm a snowman and we, they can't tell it's me. <laughs> um, we forgot to mention that the a the AHL is going to be oh. ba- swinging. Um, and well, they'll be back in full swing in I believe February fifth. Yep. So right? on that. On that, boys, I haven't read anything on it, but did you guys see anything about the rosters or anything like that as far as like the writing schedule for the NHL? Do they have to drop those players or anything like that? No. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't see anything. I'll, I'll maybe over next week or so, I'll do a little bit more digging as I'm sure articles will start coming out to mm-hmm. review the NHL and the AHL. Well, I, I, it's like the speculation that we talked about earlier. That's why they're, they're going to allow some extra players on the NHL squad. Oh, sure. Just yeah. So I'm curious to see if that's going to be something that, you know, that carries over with the AHL. Like, hey, you can carry extra players since the ECHL isn't playing or what have you. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. That's good news, though, Tyler, that the AHL is playing um, a little bit more hockey, a little bit more time for our younger players to develop. It's better for uh, the for the NHL organizations to actually have a place to send players, you know, that need a little bit of work. So, well, yeah, you don't have to send them to Europe, right? And, exactly. and they're stuck over there all season, like with the SHL. Yep. Did you, oh, real quick! Everyone saw the um, the training roster, right? Yeah, yeah. Did any names on there that you didn't see that you thought? No, no. I, it was pretty much the same. It's been the last couple of years. I mean, you, yeah. you see, you see the fringe guys that uh, you know, like Tanner Pearson and um, some of the other uh, Griffins that are, you know, unfortunately going to be uh, they're going to be Griffins for for life, but. Um, but yeah, it's the thing is when the, the when that final roster comes out, that's when I think we'll have more to talk about just from a like who's on, who's in, who's out. Right. Exactly. So, but that's that's all the all the hockey news I had, fellas. Good 50 almost 2 minute episode here. Lots to talk about. I'm excited to watch some hockey. I'm glad we have those picks down so I can be right um and I don't think I get one wrong. So, <laughs> hey. Happy New Year. Let's start off this year. You know, great. Another 50-some episodes coming up. Yep. And thank you thank you to everyone who's supported us over this last year. We're still going to be growing and, and continuing to uh, put out other stuff on, uh, on the website. So uh, make sure to go check that out. And tell your friends that if they need yeah. a new podcast to listen to, check out Wing Sauce. And don't forget to check out our merchandise, hats, sweatshirts, cups, pretty much anything you can think of. I can probably get it made. So I uh, had a, had someone, one of our followers out in Canada reach out and ask about beanies. So I'm getting some Carhartt beanies made. Nice. There we go. Um, yeah. So anything else? Nope. That's it. it. All right. Let's get the puck out of here, boys, and see you next week. See, ya. see you next week. Yeah.